0: I think the newer Star Wars, I I refuse to see them. They're complete trash. They're, they're trash. Yeah, they're not that great. No. The original three, they should have stopped with. Just, just same with Indiana Jones. Stop. What are you doing?
1: You get got an 80-year-old Indiana Jones <laughs> out there.
0: It belongs in a museum. Shut up, Indy. You're going to break a hip.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the All-American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. (laughs) And
0: welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. Got a little chill music for you. A little ASMR kicking off today with uh, Josh over there, my beautiful bearded husband. That is Jewish. Did I mention that he's Jewish? He's very Jewish. He is so Jewish... Um, he's a Jew. Okay, <laughs> I got nothing I like that. What's going on, America? Thanks for tuning in today to the All American Savage Show podcast. It is a beautiful Tuesday here in the afternoon in Richardson, Texas. It is a uh, man. It's like ninety degrees out. It's it's still nice. It's still nice, and I I hope knock on wood that the days of hell are beyond us. And now we're 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 moving into fall, and God willing, winter. Provided, you know, the world does not collapse and burn as a result of climate change. As the Pope seems to think, that's right. His holiness is interjecting himself once again into our daily lives. Hey, so many padre, we raping kids up in this bitch, but I'm going to tell you about climate change. I'm tired of hearing this, okay? You're a Pope. You're supposed to be God's representative on earth. The vicar of Christ, if you will. Okay? Shut the hell up and preach. Leave politics to everybody else. That's not your job. Anyway, I don't get this pope. He is the most liberal dude I have ever heard of that he comes out there and says these most asinine things like God hates guns. God shut up. No, stop. Stop talking, dude. Like seriously. Your your dress is also kind of gay. Nice hat. Nice hat, douchebag. <laughs> Uh, it's all the Catholic listeners. Apologies, but I mean, you can't, you can't even, you can't even deny it. This guy's a douche. He's a Royal Uber douche, isn't he? He is. He is. It's okay to say that. It's okay. Well, it's still legal for us to be able to say something like that.
1: Yeah. He's no, what was it? Pope John Paul, the third. I get him. The confused. 80s Pope. The second,
0: <laughs> the 80s Pope. Yeah, second, the, third, the first, I don't know. It's
1: um, weird though. He was like Pope for 50 or 60 years. And he had and it gone for a while. he have gone yeah. through a few of them since his passing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it certainly hasn't gotten any better. They seem to only, yeah, only going to get worse. I know. Uh, more progressive. Oh man. No rumble notification today? Really? What's up, Rumble? What's up, kick? What's up, YouTube? What's up, Twitter? We are streaming on Twitter right now at John Burke39. If you're watching on Twitter, do me a favor, take your little dick beater there and hit that repost button. That means finger. Put your finger in yeah. Okay. No, we're not the most conservative podcast out there. And what I mean by that is we say things like fucking cunt. We do. It's the language of the common people. Come on. It's also the primary reason why we're never going to be on Fox. Why does nobody want to play with me? Spike Cohen comes on the show tomorrow. Finally got his ass on here. I'm excited for this. Libertarian, ultra-libertarian Spike Cohen, who usually has a very good uh, common-sense hot take on a lot of the current issues that are going on in America from a libertarian standpoint. And he's one of those common-sense libertarians. Like, he's not in favor of selling drugs to kids like the extreme dipshits are. Um, there's still, you know, a lot of um, a lot of types out there that are just so far into left field in, in regard to libertarianism and ultimate freedom. And I get the concept of it, like, you know, ultimate freedom to be able to do whatever you want, but that also include murder. And it's like, no, murder should be illegal. So I don't know. But uh, anyway, glad to have everybody over here. We got streamers on kick or we got viewers on kick. We got viewers on rumble. We got viewers on YouTube and on the Twitter, Twitterverse. What up, peeps? What ups? Glad to have you here. While you're watching, I have no idea. We're not that entertaining. Josh is good looking, but that's all we have going for us. So that's
1: anywho. Funny. Thanks, you just made my day.
0: Yeah, I'm totally lying. You're ugly as son. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this episode. Oh, before we forget, folks, a hey, Shell Shock. We're giving away two hundred fifty dollars at the end of this month to one lucky person that signs up. Shell Shock. We uh, we've been very blessed. You guys have made us a tremendous blessing, uh, a tremendous blessing of, of being successful. Thank you so much for that. Your loyalty to the brand, and number one, you're you're trusting in our word that our products do what they say they're gonna do. Thank you for trusting in us. And then secondly, your loyalty as being customers. So it's not much. 250 bucks is not a lot in the grand scheme of things. I know it's like, but it's something. And we're going to kind of try it's and keep one it. tank of gas. It's one tank of gas. Yeah, pretty much. One tank of gas we're going to pay for. So um, um, there we go. So you, if you want to, you can sign up. We're going to announce the winner at the end of this month. Here is the link right there in the chat. Boom, boom. There you go. Go sign up. What are you waiting on? Uh, putting it all out there. 250 bucks. No, we don't sell your information. I promise you, we do not do that. I do not do that. Let's, we auction it off. We auction it off to the Chinese. Yes, that's exactly what we do. Oh, you rocked like the oh, oh, oh. oh, my God. Dude, we're so racist on this show. It's not even racist. How is that even racist? That's just funny. Can you be racist? With, I mean, yeah, you can be racist with comedy, but it's still funny. I feel like that's what like a lot of great comedi- comedians Have used like Richard Pryor and the rest of them. They made it so fucking hilarious. They did. They They did. did. They really did. Can you imagine? We've we've said this so many times. Can you imagine them releasing uh, Blazing Saddles now? Whoo! Oh, you get canceled. They canceled the horses for even being in that show. (laughs) I'm just saying. Like, I could never see them doing something like that again. It's, yeah. That's what's so sad. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, When was the last time? in this age where I feel like we have access to too much, when was the last time you were genuinely excited about a specific band dropping an album? Or even a single for that matter. And Chad, this goes to you yeah, as well. Was gonna, yeah. When was the last time any of you were excited because you knew one of your favorite bands was about to drop some some hot hit single or an album? It's been a while. It's like, been a I'm,
1: while. I was a Stone Temple Pilots fan. Now let me ask you this. That and Chains.
0: When was the last time there was a movie coming out that you were genuinely really excited to see? It like you said, I will be there opening night to see this movie.
1: The last one mm-hmm. is probably the last Hobbit. The last Hobbit, yeah. Just, that, when did that come out? That was like a that was like two thousand thirteen, maybe. Man, like the last sh- one.
0: it makes me sad because those movies were so good. Yeah, they and were. it feels like it's it's gotten old now. Like two, like the, the original Hobbit was like in two thousand six, two thousand three. Uh, no, two thousand three.
1: 2002, like that, yeah. the, the
0: original Lord of the Rings, excuse me.
1: Yeah, the original um, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it seems like forever ago. But look, when was the last time you were, you basically like to the point where it was such ultra fandom that you would dress up to go like whatever they're like, you know, I know I dress the Superman or like Superman shirt to go see Superman. But you, you kind of made it a themed thing. Like you felt like a family or you felt like this is going to be something that's kind of wholesome. The point that I'm trying to make is like, we don't have this anymore. There's, there's never any music that I'm really excited to listen to. There's never a movie that I'm super stoked to go see. I mean, there's some that I am happy, but not like, babe, we're going there Friday night when the first open, we will be there. I think it's because they just, it's the, the, the silver cinema has lost its appeal. It feels like culture has become so degraded with peasantry that our tastes have just plummeted. And there's nothing good being made anymore because I feel like, by and large, they're catering to the lower um, economic class of the lower mental class, we should say, of peasantry.
1: There's no standards anymore. Did you get in? Uh, Dark Star, he, was, he said Star Wars, Rogue One. Did you get into those? No, I didn't absolutely not.
0: I, dude, I'm not afraid to say this. I think the newer Star Wars, I I refuse to see them. They're complete trash. They're they're trash. Yeah, they're not that great. No, the original three. They should have stopped with. Just, just same with Indiana Jones. Stop. What are you doing?
1: You get an eighty year old Indiana Jones <laughs> out there.
0: It belongs in a museum. Shut up, Indy. You're gonna break a hip. <laughs>
1: I'm
0: just saying. Oh man. Uh, I'm just saying. They they just don't make things look good anymore.
1: Or Daddy Daddy's Home Too. Will Ferrell Mark Wahlberg. No, I thought that was no. like the '90s
0: early 2000s era of comedy all the movies. All yeah. the grown up movies. They're they're, they're, they're dead. It's it's sad because if you look at like say for example the um the click of like the, the Adam Sandler click which was David Spade Chris Rock Kevin James um uh, uh they can do it the Rob Schneider yeah they would do so much stuff together and the, the dude from Grandma's Boy or whatever. They would do so much funny stuff together and it was like, it didn't matter. You knew it was going to be good. Now, to be fair, I have not went back and rewatched any of those videos since I first saw them. So maybe they're cringe as hell right now. I don't know. But I know when they came out, people were laughing their asses out. Like Comedy Central was actually funny and cutting edge. Like we're going down memory lane. We're going back to like the millennial time frame, like the early 2000s, late 90s. Comedy. uh, Oh, by the way, that was also when MTV still played music. That was early '90s to mid '90s, I think. Then we saw like the emergence of like I grew up on Nickelodeon and Nick Kids, but that's when it was like remember Nick at Night? Yeah, Nick at Night was the best thing ever. That was like the best programming, because Nick at Night had uh, MASH, Dragnet, I Love Lucy, uh, all the great classics of like the '60s and '70s TV shows or sitcoms, and I loved it. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore, that was another one. Um, Taxi. The just the greats. I could never
1: get into MASH. Why not? I, I just it was so boring. I, I mean I was a little kid too, watching it. So oh, yeah. I, just, yeah. So even I, now, I I wasn't really
0: in the good. mash as a kid either, to be fair. But yeah, it was boring. And a lot of the jokes I didn't get. Yeah. As an adult, it's like, oh, he's an adulterer or a womanizer. Good friend. Oh, good for him. She's a whore, right? She's a whore. It. Good friend. him. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I I there's nothing to look forward to anymore. We should just kill ourselves. <laughs> no. I just, no, there's really nothing. um, Reminds me, did you try the Kool-Aid in the break room? (laughs) It's sad. It's sad. I, I think the last thing, the last time that I felt we as a country came together on a TV series. Can anybody guess what this was? I think I talked about this before. I'm not sure. Can anybody remember the last time we came together as a country and we were all tweeting, talking, Facebooking about every time an episode would drop? Does does anyone remember with the last TV series that we really united as a country and did that for
1: House of Cards?
0: No, not even close. Not even close.
1: Game Game of of Thrones. Thrones.
0: Game of Thrones. No, it wasn't Tiger King because Tiger King finished and Game of Thrones, I think, was still going. Weren't they? I I didn't get into it. Tiger King or Game of Thrones? Either of them. Game of Thrones. I actually did it right. I'm going to kiss my own ass here. So for years, Game of Thrones had already been out and everybody was just kissing the Game of Thrones. "Ah, I was like, I'm not watching it. It just sounds stupid. But it was more so a stance of like, I was proud of the fact that I wasn't following the sheep. I was like, I'm just different. I don't watch that crap just because everybody thinks it's cool. And then I think it was 2000. It was season six, because I think there's seven seasons or eight seasons, the season before it ended. That final season, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch it. We'll just see. I'll give it an episode. So I sit down on the couch and I watch it. First episode hits. And it's like, okay, it's okay. And then before you know it, I'm through season one. It's like, holy shit. They've murdered off so many of the main characters. What the
1: hell is going on here? Sitting in on your couch, dressed in game of Thrones.
0: Absolutely. The midget dude, the, the Peter Dinklage, whatever his character name was. Um, and then season two goes by, season three goes by, and I'm I'm addicted. I'm addicted. And so finally, it takes me like maybe a month or two to get through the entire series to get to the point where it ended in the final or the second to final season. And I'm sitting there and I'm kind of like, I can understand why people are hooked to this TV series and also how every episode that drops, it leaves you wanting more because every episode ends on a cliffhanger naturally. But I so the the final season starts right as I'm done catching up. And I'm like, great. I don't have to wait to finish this motherfucker. We're just going to finish it together. I play catch up motherfuckers like you, you wasted your entire life or the entire series and I got it all for free. But anyway, so the final season kicks off and everybody in everybody in the entire world was like tweeting about this, talking about this. We were coming together. We were having watch parties. I remember going to the series finale at a friend of mine. Like it was a big deal. And then the final season hits and what'd they do? You took all the game of Thrones seasons and you line them up and you shit on them. You, you, just, you just shit on them all over them. You shit, You just wiped your ass. So you and fuck it. Everything we did good. Everything we built. Just going to fucking destroy it. Motherfucker. I'm still bitter. I'm still not over Red Wedding. Yeah. I fucking said it. I said it. Still not over it. So. Yeah. But that was the last time we were kind of united as a country over a television show. Now it's, we're united over fucking Trump or, or Fox or CNN. <laughs> Those are our new breaking things. Uh I don't remember. I don't, well, yeah, it was. I was going to say, I don't remember it being so political during the Game of Thrones, but yeah, it was. It was Trump era. Of course it was political. Everything was political. Everybody was racist, xenophobic and bigoted and homophobic and all that like gay shit. But all right. If you've not done so, go sign up for the $250 giveaway. There's the link. Posting in the chats there. What are you waiting for? Win 250 bucks. You don't got to do anything. Fill up a tank of gas. We send it to you as a uh, Visa gift card. Straight to your door. Straight from ShellshockCBD.com. All right. Let's get into the news, folks. This is... (laughs) Not even surprised. Top story. Canceled. You're canceled. We're canceling you. Cancel this dick and I just totally jacked up my whole screen on Rumble or on the rest. Oh my god. I oh, what the fuck is going on? Okay. I'm I'm not allowed to touch this shit anymore, okay? Hey, you got it. I'm fucking there There it is. And there it, it is. Bit. Okay. There Pick it the is. the
1: number up a little bit? There. Don't lower third. Done.
0: Done. We got it. Okay. There. <laughs> there <you are>. Um <laughs> I'm done Watch my chaw. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> titties. No, titties.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm a fucking idiot. I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> There's the show opener. Anyway, as suspected, as suspected, Russell brand has been demonetized by YouTube because they're going to cancel his ass because of what? Due process showing he's, he's uh, guilty. No. Just the fact that he was accused He was accused. Bro, (laughs) welcome to the club. What took you so long, bro? (laughs) You're late. You're late. Um, Come on. Does this surprise anybody? I mean, this is what YouTube does. They, yes. They've they've canceled me. They've banned me. Yeah, I'm surprised we even still have a new YouTube channel. They haven't canceled it. But DC Drano comes out there tweeting in his infinite lawyerishness and says, you know, it should be illegal. They shouldn't be allowed to do this. But it's like, well, bro, it's their company. Do I agree with it? No, but it is their company. What if the roles were reversed and liberals try to dictate how we operated our company? Now the argument can be made in regards to the government in league working with them. Yes, but come on, let's be honest. Ain't shit gonna change. We can talk about this legality route all day long. But of course, back in 2016, 2018, Republicans did nothing for Article 230. Nothing. So we're still dealing with this. We keep blaming the wrong people here, unfortunately. But but this comes as no shock. Russell Brand canceled. Russell Brand will no longer be making money uh, from streaming his videos on YouTube after the site suspended his ability to monetize his presence Tuesday. With immediate effect... The move comes in the wake of several women making allegations of sexual uh, assault against the U.K. comedian-turned-influencer, as Breitbart News reported. Would I I wouldn't call him a U.K. comedian-turned-influencer. The guy was a movie star. He is a movie star.
1: They just need labels.
0: Yeah, everybody's going to have a label. The comedian-turned-blah-blah-blah. Blah, blah. I mean, did, did Russell Brand ever even do stand-up? I think he did. Did he? Oh, okay. Hmm.
1: He was on fire there for a while.
0: He was, yeah. AP reports, YouTube said monetization of brand's account, which has 6.6 million subscribers, has been suspended following serious allegations against the actor. His agent has also dropped him. Okay. I still don't get... And you know, this is the, the reason why YouTube is doing this is they're trying to beat people to the punch of accusing them of being, why are you tolerating them? Or why are you tolerating this man being on your platform? So rather than like de-platform altogether, they're going to do the most serious thing before that is demonetize them. And it's like, your videos, well, now you will get paid no money in your videos for people that don't know what this means. You can still run deal ad deals for other people. Um, shit, let me get in touch with them. I'll freaking run some shell shock ads, provided it's not astronomical. But that's what I'm saying, though. This is what YouTube does. So this is kind of YouTube uh, giving the, um, the clamoring crowd something. Because YouTube is leftist. Let's not even kid ourselves. YouTube is extremely leftist. All the crap they push out there, absolutely. But the screaming crowd of blood crazed Karens and liberal moms out there that are cutting their kids' genitals off demand a show of faith from YouTube. So what do we do? Demonetize them. Do you think that's what it was? 100%. 100%. I don't know. YouTube is going to beat people to the punch and say, we don't tolerate this type of behavior. That's because that's what people want. You said, we don't live in a society anymore that they understand the premise behind due process. They don't get this concept. Because in their mind, everyone tells the truth. Nobody lies, except for Republicans. They clearly lie, which kind of defeats the purpose of why they would take people at their word. But either way, the point still stands of now we go by emotion. We are an emotional country now. We have turned away from stoicism. We've turned away from, you know, common sense, rational thinking, logical thinking. Now we pander to the loudest, stupidest voices on every platform and they become they control uh, society, not society, but culture to a degree.
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody would have to say anything to YouTube. I think they just, you know, they got the bat signal and they knew to take platform.
0: Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I'm, I'm saying, I, but yeah. that that behavior has been learned through patterns of other companies doing the same thing or similar things. Because it's kind of like, oh God, I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but when somebody like on the right... For whatever reason, does something the left doesn't like, and they view it as racist, misogynistic. They will go to the uh, the sponsors or whatever and say, "Why are you still doing this?" It's like, whoa, 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 whoa! Nothing's come out. We don't. there's no been no investigate. We don't know what's going on yet. Well, then, how come you want? Uh, so it's just the screaming mob wanting instant results and instant um, satisfaction, um, and what they basically try and force people to do is to like taking a knee and giving a mea culpa, and then saying, "Okay, well, then they move on to the next thing." That's why I say, you know, Frontier Coffee Company did it right. When the gay company or the gay mob came after me just said suck my deck, even though you probably like that, you bunch of queers. But <laughs> and that's why we're never gonna be on Fox.
1: Yeah, uh, I just think like YouTube, Google, they just they can't have, you know, people speaking the truth or no. asking questions. No, not at all. So once Russell Brand is, mm-hmm. you know, talk of the town, mm-hmm. they, they've gotta shut him up. Yeah. They've gotta do what they can to well, that's make the sure weird that thing. He's not influencing people to yeah. vote any other way than Democrat.
0: Make no make no buts about it. If, for whatever reason, Russell Brand is found guilty in any, any way, any stretch of the imagination, YouTube will ban him. Hollywood will. Has, I'm sure Hollywood's already blacklisted him just from the things he's saying. But Hollywood's also on fire right now. This writer strike continues. Uh, Drew Barrymore thought she was going to bring her show back. I don't understand how anybody could watch that or watch her. Um, I'm sorry, but just women aren't funny. I know it's sexist, but it's true. Women just usually aren't funny. I'm totally kidding. There are funny women out there. They're in the kitchen. Hey (laughs) I'm just kidding again.
1: No, I'm not. Oh, Drew. Yeah, her talk show is I don't I've never listened to it, but they used to have it on at mm -hmm, the Gold's gym. mm -hmm. At the gym? Yeah. Why would they have that playing? at I the I don't gym? know, but they, everybody was wearing masks in the oh, audience. yeah, fair enough, yeah. I mean, it's like. Ugh, I, I just, I, I watch her show,
0: or I've seen snippets of her show. She does not strike me as a very intelligent woman that can hold a really good conversation. I don't know. But either way, Drew Barrymore had made the announcement she was bringing, her show was coming back. And this is in the midst of this writer's strike. Well, this writer's strike, oh, man, my nose it's just too much blow. This writer strike has basically pulled in the actors as well, saying the actors are getting on board with this. So they're all united in this. That's the beautiful thing about it. It's like, great. Because Hollywood's saying, if this doesn't come to an end soon, uh, the overhead costs of all this stuff, we we got an issue. We've got an issue. It's going to come down. It's going to come burning down. It's like, great. And they don't want to negotiate with these writers and stuff. Now, realistically speaking, the writers are actually in the right on this one. It is their right to strike. If they feel like they're not making or given enough credit um, for their work, their writing and stuff, royal, I don't know what it all encompasses, but I feel like by and large, their demands are basically, we want to be, you know, if these celebrities are coming in here and making millions upon millions and they're just acting, yet we're the ones creating, why aren't we getting this kind of money? And it's like, I kind of see your point there. I do. Do um, Do I care? Not in the slightest fucking bit. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about you. I really don't. Like, I I, I made this tweet and I shared it on Instagram. It keeps getting shared and shared by people that don't even follow me, which is great. I just said, let it let them fucking burn, man. I was like, we said we have to sit here. You're like, you are the printing press of propaganda on the left. You try and gay up every fucking thing. Now, every cartoon's gotta have somebody sucking somebody else's dick or a rainbow somewhere in that thing. Or some confused clown that goes by they, them pronouns or some weird freaky shit like that. We're tired of having to listen to this crap. And you're the motherfuckers that are doing this. I mean, so it's like, yeah, you're talented, but you're also fucking wackadoodle. And, you know, I hope it all burns. I do. I don't fucking care about any of you. I really don't.
1: Yeah, like that Hollywood stuff, I think people would be better off with Mm. less of it.
0: I I, uh, 100% agree. I think independent films is where it's at. That way you're not operating on a massive budget. And then you're actually focusing on the quality of the writing. Because if you think about it, the writing of, say, for example, the blockbuster, the Marvel series, the writing is complete garbage. It's garbage. The theatrics, the uh, special effects, all that, that is incredible. Yeah, that's incredible. They're putting more focus on that. And that's going to be difficult because eventually you hit this this cap that you can't do anymore. What else are you going to do? You can only show a planet blowing up so many times or a car. Anyway. Um, or what, I, the one thing I liked was the, uh, movie, um, extraction extraction. I think, I don't know how much it cost to make that movie, but it didn't have like a, a shitload of special effects. The interesting thing about that was the cinematography, the camera. I remember the camera, the way it followed them. It was a series of like very good. difficult shots, but it was a very, very good movie. But the writing was also pretty good. Yeah. Um, what I'm seeing from the Marvel blockbusters and the, even the DC, DC storylines been garbage, garbage. But what are we spending more money on special effects, special effects, special effects versus again, we go back to the Adam Sandler series, stuff like that. It's like these movies were good because they were fucking funny office space, office space, cold classics. Yeah. But now it's just kind of like, I don't know. Everything comes with like a frigging $3 billion budget. So I don't know, but uh, back to Russell brand. And then again, the, the opinion of myself is like, this guy is innocent until proven guilty. I'm sorry. I cannot agree. Maybe he did do these things. You know, I'm not saying he's innocent. I don't know. But what I will say is I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Everyone deserves the benefit of the doubt. In the eyes of the law, he is innocent. The fact that anyone is taking action against him shows a lot about themselves. Because it's like, you know, what if somebody gets a false accusation levied at them? Has that ever happened? Yes, it has. What if this is the same? What if if Russell Brand is just being the target of some vindictive women? Well, that doesn't happen, does it? Yeah, bullshit. It doesn't. But YouTube is already basically destroying this man's credibility. It's like well, we're demonetizing him because you're inferring that he's guilty, and that's pathetic. And that's why, folks, these people don't care about you. These these millionaire, big tech uh, conglomerate, all these all these people, these CEOs, they're they're so wealthy, and they can pull the plug on you at any time. And the thing is, they don't care what it does to you. They there is. The, the same group of people out there that screams about we have to have, you know, fair wages, all this. We have to care, love, family, talk, blah, 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 blah. But if it's going after somebody you don't like, you don't mind if their entire life is destroyed. Because as long as it fits your narrative, as long as the so-called racist. And here's the thing. I really don't feel like a lot of the Democrats view the Republicans as actual like Nazis. Because quite honestly, it's impossible. Because you don't know what Nazis actually were politically. And the right ain't it. That's how stupid you are. That's how stupid they are. I mean, don't don't get mad at me. Get mad at your mom. She's the one that friggin' let your father bust up in her and then pooped you out nine months later. Should have used a clothes hanger. Fuck, that us all a favor. Not ex- being exposed to so much fucking stupidity half the time. As long as it's within five weeks, six weeks. <laughs> oh, that'll rile them up, Burke. That'll rile them up. <laughs> Oh, my God. You know, my, my thoughts go out to Russell Brand. Like, he even knows who the fuck I am. Um, Do I care about the dude? Not really. I'm not going to lie. I do love the fact that he has brought to light a lot of truths out there that a lot of celebrities are too scared to do. I actually you know what? I will give the man the utmost respect. He has done something most leftists haven't done. Russell Brand also walks a very fine line. He will not go over to the right. He's going to stay centered. He's going to have some leftist views, He's going to stay centered, but that's also what makes him insanely effective on the left. The fact that he doesn't lean right hardly at all. He is centrist left. I do respect that because I think in his own mind, he knows he's going to win over a lot more people to the middle in regards to big pharma, all these other stuff and make them realize those are not Republican talking points. Those are common fucking sense talking points and liberals by and large do not want to concede to that fact. It's like, it's true. So Russell Brand is probably one of the better people that we have um, working to bring people to the middle to make them understand how we've been manipulated, how big pharma is making trillions upon trillions of money hand over fist and all these so-called socialists and communists on the left. Man, they suddenly got no problem with the, you know, the corporatism that's going on with big pharma. Like,
1: well, you know, it's it's for a good cause. It's good cause. I think where these guys lose me, I, I think he's got a lot, he makes a lot of good points. Oh, yeah. yeah it makes absolutely. a lot of good sense yeah. when he starts talking about pharma and just the government in general and yeah. how it controls everybody's life. Absolutely. But like, uh, just like the social social programs, mm-hmm. you know, healthcare for all, it just doesn't work.
0: Does he push that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I don't push that at all. Um, I think it does. No, you're right. It does not work. It, it doesn't. does not work. It's, it's, it's horrible. Horrible. Um, but anyway. Next story, we got the Oakland police chief uh, who criticized defund the police was wrongly fired, the report says. Former Oakland Police Department Chief Lerone Armstrong, who criticized defund the police, was fired by left-wing Mayor Sheng Thao after she took office this year. Was wrongfully terminated, an outside report found. As Breitbart News noted earlier this year, Thao fired Armstrong after he became a persistent critic of the failing policies of the Oakland City Council. Which is then, excuse me, which has been lenient towards criminals, uh, even as crime skyrocketed. So you fired the same dude that basically you could have empowered to help fix this problem. Hey, um, the ship is sinking, but good news: I just fired the boat carpenter, so it's not going to be fixed by him.
1: We're good. We're good. <laughs>
0: So you turn around and fire the one dude that can help fix your problem instead of empower him. Nice. Nicely done. This is why liberal policies don't work. This is why liberals by and large are some of the stupidest people out there. I mean, let's just be honest. Liberals are dumb as fuck. You really are. You really are. You know, and, and the sad thing is you fall victim to these bullshit policies given to you by these horse face looking ex-bartenders like AOC, and you think they know what the fuck they're talking about, especially economically. Well, you see, we can make it green and energy dependent. It's all going to cost us 17 trillion fucking dollars. Yes. We're already 30-something trillion dollars in fucking debt, if not more. You're growing. You, you, so you want to tack on like another 15, 20% of the apps so fucking ludely. Let's just do it. Because you know what? At least we'll be not polluting the planet. Meanwhile, India's over there, like, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> we pollute like crazy. <laughs> yeah. And the Chinese are just like, oh, suck my dika. Yeah. I,
1: I hate the ocean. I
0: hate the Duranda. I put my perushi in the ocean. You kind stop me, white man. <laughs> I'm gonna piss everybody off today. That's the goal. That's the goal. Now, a retired judge heading an inquiry into Armstrong's firing has found that he should not have been terminated. A retired judge, tasked with reviewing Armstrong's appeal, has concluded there was no basis for the fired ex-chief to face discipline. So you know what this means? He's gotta have his job back, but I would just sue him instead. I'm like, okay. Because here's the thing: once they fired you. You know where? The, you know they don't give a shit about you. Why are you going to go back and work for them? Yeah. Because anything you do good will reflect upon them. Fuck that. Like, no, you wrongfully terminated me. Fair enough. Here comes a lawsuit. It's just so funny. Liberals are just so funny. Did I say funny? I meant stupid. That's what I should have said. Stupid. No, no, no. Man, you got to love the fact that the racism is just coming full circle. And finally, I feel that people are starting to understand how equal opportunity is inherently racist towards whites. It is case in point university slapped with civil rights lawsuit over racially discriminatory scholarships. Been saying this for how long now, how long Western Kentucky university has been hit with a federal civil rights complaint over a scholarship program deemed to be racially discriminatory. And they are if the whites, if the crackers, if the honkies don't get access to it, it's fucking racist. Now, I know that pisses off a lot of the black supremacists out there. I know that really gets your freaking weaves in a knot. But I don't fucking care. Because racism is racism is racism. And the fact that you think this is not racist proves that you are, in fact, racist. Because you're okay with discriminating against one group of people that you feel actually hate you. That's okay. Well, that's Racism. How is it any different? The fact that you're black suddenly changes how the dynamic works? You're out of your fucking mind. The Equal Protection Program, or excuse me, the Equal Protection Project of the Legal Insurrection Foundation with a complaint with the U.S. Department of Education's Office for Civil Rights over the weekend. In a complaint, the EPP says the two WKU scholarships, the the WKU Athletics Minority Fellowship, AMF, and the WKU Distinguished Minority Fellowship, DMF, are only available to non-white students. Now, here's where my brain goes. So now, in this case, it will be won on the basis of racial discrimination. They will win this case if they already have, and good for them. But here's what this is going to turn into. They're going to say, well, then how are we able to set up a fund to help out a specific race without it being deemed as racially discriminatory towards the other races? And the answer to that is you can't. Therefore, you shouldn't. Therefore, it's because it's fucking stupid. Being judged based upon the the color of your skin on what you should be afforded regarding government grants, whatever the case may be, is just completely moronic. How can you make a decision based upon that? It just doesn't compute with me. But what this stems from is this need From white liberals to offer these these olive branches of saying we're sorry to black people and minorities for what our ancestors did. I'm sorry. I don't subscribe to that that ideology. That logic is just lost on me. And what has it done? It's only made the problems worse. When you give a drug addict more drugs, they just do them and become more addicted. When you give people money freely... Under the the idea of equality, you create these grants and these scholarship programs to help lift them up. All you've done is create more corporatism, and you haven't really done or changed anything. In fact, you fueled more racism than anything, because eventually people get tired of seeing this garbage, of why is that little Timmy that's white and has round eyes, that studies his ass off to get into a certain Ivy League school, suddenly get replaced by the likes of, let's just say, David Hogg, even though it's a horrible example because it's not race based, but... It is based on the fact that David Hogg stood upon the slain classmates to get where he's at. But he got accepted into Harvard. Why? His GPA did not qualify him. He was, a matter of fact, very underqualified. This kid was like sub-normal, sub-average at best, but now he's at Harvard. Good job, Harvard, lowering your standards for Democrats. Let's see what happens. The guarantee of equal protection cannot mean one thing when applied to one individual and something else when applied to a person of another color. The Supreme Court ruled. Her WKU and AMF provides at least four undergraduate scholarships in 23 to 24 school year for students interested in careers focusing on collegiate, uh, excuse me, collegiate athletics. The aim is to enhance the success of students. Man, wouldn't you even call that like racist? Like, wait a minute. So only colored people get the athletic scholarships? What are you trying to say here? I mean, that's the route you could take. That's that, That's racist as fuck. So you're only given the... the Athletic scholarships to the minorities, the black people, right? Oh, okay, okay. I mean, you're probably gonna pull off some championships as a result, but still, it doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on,
0: come on. don't we have that sound effect like a boom? Uh, as I sit here and drink my CBD energy drink mix, from Shock CBD. I'm excited for these new flavors. These new flavors are coming out very soon. Uh <clears throat> oh, this Justin. Uh country singer. <laughs> talk about like just the um uh Harry Potter and the Audacity of this cunt. <laughs> oh, just wait for it, folks. Just wait for it. <laughs> uh Country Singer Quitting genre due to the effect of Trump years will have no impact on industry, music critic. Freelance writer and music commentator Kyle Trigger Cronio spoke with Fox News Digital on Marin Morris' announcement about leaving country music. If you don't know who Marin Morris is, well, join the club. Neither fuck I don't either. She's a fucking nobody. But apparently she's drawing attention to herself. Uh, which she thinks is going to be like the Taylor Swift effect. Start off in one genre and then get kind of established and then evolved into go mainstream pop and then become an ultra fucking diehard liberal feminist and nobody wants to fuck you. Sigal Marin Morris claimed the Trump years exposed the bigoted views of people in the country music industry, which led her to giving up on the genre. In an interview with the Los Angeles Times on Friday, the get the hell out of here singer spoke about her transition from country music over the last year. She primarily blamed what she called the Trump years for allowing people to feel proud for being misogynistic and racist in their music. Oh, somebody tell this whore to shut the fuck up.
1: Oh, If only I could remember her name.
0: If only I knew what she sang, which I, okay. And even still, you you sound like an idiot. Um, she primarily blamed, okay, yeah, after the Trump years, people's biases were on full display. It just revealed who people really were and what they were proud to be misogynistic and racist and homophobic and transphobic. You see when you, when you tack on transphobic there, you've just lost me entirely. It's like, no, yeah, I am. It's not transphobic. I don't like trans people. I don't like trans people. By and large, I just don't. I think just the embracing of insanity. No, not my thing. Um... She also dismissed the rise of songs like Try That in a Small Town, insisting people are streaming these songs out of spite. Good. They should, because fuck you. Try That in a Small Town. I love it. And if you sit there and say it's a racist song, it says a lot about you and also confirming stereotypes that exist from a kernel of truth. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Did we say fuck? Oh, God. Okay. It's not a true joy or love of music. It's to own the libs, and, that, and so that's not what the music is intended for. You kidding me? Johnny Cash's freaking, uh, is so, oh my God. Are you kidding me? Waylon Jennings fight inside of me. Walk, are you kidding me? Bitch, where the fuck do you come from? What the hell are you talking about? Chris Christopherson. How many songs that he did that was like anti left, anti, not necessarily anti woke, but at the time it was like saying, fuck you to the lib establishment. Are you, do you even know what country music comes from? It's like rebel country, which is clearly not on the left. I mean, you get like, Lady Antebellum. There's some fruitcakes over there. They're, they're on the left. Absolutely. But they're also the genre of, like, the uh, what you, the like, ghetto rap country sex stars that just look like they grab their crotch, have nose rings, and sing about whatever. Girl, get up in my truck. Red dirt road. Driving with a blah, blah, blah. You've never been on a horse in your life. Shut the fuck up, Savior. Take the cowboy hat off. You look ridiculous. Just saying. I'm just saying. Uh. And, and that's so not what music is intended for. Music is supposed to be the voice of the oppressed. The actual oppressed. Who the fuck said that? Where, where, where did that rule get made? Hey, guys. Oh, you know what? Uh, I want to write a song. Who can we write about? Who's someone oppressed? Ants. Ants are so oppressed. Little people walking all over them all the time. I'm going to write a song about ants. The Ants go marching one by... Shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up. Oppressed. Who's oppressed? Who, who in America is oppressed, really speaking? I mean, you got the Wagers over in China going, oh, raising their hand and be like, shut the fuck up. African slave, my diamond slave mines over there. Little kids there that like, shut the fuck up. But yeah, America, there is nobody oppressed in America. You know who has actually oppressed? Me. I'm oppressed by having to listen to these shit hot takes from these fucking loser celebrities that don't know what they're talking about. Bunch of morons. Lizzo up there impressed. We're so oppressed Shut up She probably swallowed that lost F-35 by the way Fucking
1: Big bitch She had that coming
0: Not your daddy's conservative talk show That's what we should start saying All American Savage show not your dad's talk show Rush Limbaugh we ain't That fucking cunt <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> It's true you take one look at this woman, though. She kind of looks like uh, what John uh, John Lennon's uh, crazy girl. Uh, what's your name? Going Chrissy Teigen. No, not John. I said John Lennon. I'm sorry. John Legend. Chrissy Teigen. She's got that Chrissy Teigen kind of uh, retarded look about her.
1: Like she's sniffing a fart.
0: Yeah. She, she's got like that large forehead kind of giving her that um, Neanderthal look. I don't know. That's with all the makeup and the fake lips and stuff not everyone agreed with Morse's view. Country music critic Kyle Trigger Cronios, who founded Saving Country Music in 2008 to help promote independent musicians, suggested that the singer may be spending too much time in her social media mentions. I really don't know what she's talking about there because I think when it comes to country music, I think most of the artists, especially in the mainstream of the genre, they don't want to be politically uh, acrimonious in any way. It doesn't help them. They're trying to build the largest audience they could possibly can, and if they do have political affiliations, they they try to keep it to themselves or they soft pedal on it, Cronios told Fox News Digital. He continued, I also think the constant hall monitoring that Maren Morris and some other people have been participating in, especially through the COVID years and things like that, we're just constantly berating people for their beliefs they have or the actions they take or the decisions they make has gotten people just where they're tired of it. They just don't want someone preaching to them about how they're supposed to think and what they're supposed to think. And he's completely right. Yeah. Morris is one of many critics who attacked fellow country singer Jason Aldean's wife Brittany after she wrote a social media post thanking her parents for not changing her gender as a kid. I'd really like to thank my parents for not changing my gender when I went through my tomboy phase. I love this girly life, Brittany Aldean wrote. Good for her. She's right. Yeah, hundred percent right. Yeah. Morris responded, "It's so easy to like not be a scumbag human, sell your clip-ins and zip it, insurrection Barbie." Um, this is from the the fucking woke country. Like, sh- shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut up. Like again. This, I'm glad she's leaving the genre. Don't let liberals into country music. We already have them. Get rid of them. They're annoying. They, they're not talented. Nobody, I'm sorry. There's a tear in my Michelob Ultra, and I'm crying for my non-binary girlfriend that could be in a polyamorous relationship. Nobody wants to hear shit like that. That's not what country music is founded on. Whether it be founded on uh, depression right over my dog, Earl Bubba shot the juke. I mean, I'm sorry. I was raised on this. I was raised in Beaumont, near Beaumont, Texas. That's where Mark Chestnut comes from. Tracy Birds from Texas. All like original Texas country. Original Texas country. Back in the 90s, the, the reign of George, King George. Garth Brooks was, I mean, he went ultra woke retard, but that's back when Garth wasn't such a little beta cuck. These were actually good. This was good music. Now, Ugh just the shit you hear now, it's like, I'm sorry. Anytime somebody calls themselves country music and I see them in a a concert or a a clip on something and you got this country star grabbing on the microphone and then kind of doing his hands and then putting his hand on his crotch. Like, dude, now you're a little fucking gangster. Fuck out No, no, absolutely not. There's nothing gangster about country, nothing. But what you're trying to do is appeal to the black side of the audience to bring them over, which is just fucking retarded. Rap music, I'm sorry. I just, I don't want those people. And no, I think it's just garbage music. I think it's gar- I think it's the music of peasants. I do. Is it addicting? Absolutely. But so is fucking garbage food. Doesn't mean it's good for you. It's like kind of like that thing of like every so often we'll, I'll let myself splurge a little bit on on the shit stuff. It's like, absolutely. Absolutely. Do I want to maintain that? Absolutely not. Why? Because I'm better than that. <laughs> I'm better than them. <laughs> I'm so in my snobbery era right now. <laughs>
1: Oh, <laughs> Jonathan.
0: Oh, Jonathan, I say. Have you listened to the most, most recent Nassrop, Drake? Oh, no, I haven't yet.
1: It's the shizznizzle.
0: the my nizzle, I say. Yeah, I am more for independent artists, and that includes rap artists. Look, do I listen to rap? Absolutely, I do. I do. I like Eminem. I like NF. I like, uh, honestly, I do like some of Drake. I like Pac. I like Biggie. Some of the cliche classic shit, yeah, I do like. Um, the newest stuff. Um, I did, I was listening to uh, Fetty Wap yesterday, you know, Sheila's in the car. She's looking at me going like, she knows I don't listen to rap. She's like, God, is this on your playlist? Is. Okay. Uh, Fetty Wap's a rapper, but, um, I have it a playlist because it, it starts like, and I want you to be mine again, baby. And then he starts rapping and then just lose all interest. But I told her, like, I like the musicality. I do. I was like, I, I like his voice. He's got a very good voice, but then he starts rapping. He's like, I just want to turn you off. So I listen to it for the chorus, but not the lyrics. Cause the lyrics just sound like somebody's murdering a dog. It's bad. Okay. I'm fucking done. I can't, I can't. I'm sorry. No. It's horrible. Like somebody gangbang at a dog. The dogs confused. Yikes. Yeah. The dogs confused. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Can't even hear you. It doesn't make any sense. That's most rap. It's like, listen to John Fetterman. That's it. That's rap. Yeah. Well, maybe this bitch can go fucking join the rap community. I'm sure they'd love her over there. <laughs> she's white, so. I don't know if she's got a big booty, but... No, hey, no, the left doesn't right. really
1: seem to support their own. What do you mean? It's... So she's going to switch over to something else, another oh, genre or something probably, like that. Probably, yeah. Expect people to go out and buy her, yeah. her song. Well, country which. music,
0: she's turned her own crew against her, so country music is usually founded by conservatives. Right. For the,
1: for, uh, conservatives' independence.
0: But when you want to sit there and say... Number one, you're not even in the mid charts of country. You're you're nobody knew who the fuck you were. So this is her ploy to get established, to make a transition into a new genre. It's a smart move to make. I will give her that. Do you think because it
1: was the Oliver Anthony song that came out and he became an instant celebrity that made her switch? Possibly, hundred percent. possible I mean, yeah. Honestly, con-
0: considering the lyrics of his songs, probably. I, it probably had a good influence on. It. But, you know, if we get more Oliver Anthony... Here's the thing. I don't know this Oliver Anthony dude. I got I got some weird vibes from this guy. Um, I don't know. I I don't hate the guy. I don't wish him ill. I wa- I'm i happy for his success. But I'm just kind of like, can he do it again? Or is it going to be a one-hit wonder? We'll have to see. We will see. We will watch and see. But no, kudo, I mean, the, the fact... That she wants to come out there and try and basically give herself a a rise to fame by doing it in this manner. That's fucking pathetic. That's that's not off of skill. That's using a movement that is founded in lies, trying, you know, catapult yourself upwards. It's ridiculous. Um mm. added that he didn't think her leave will impact country music, claiming that Morris has more of an outsized footprint in the media. I think it has. If, I think if it has any effect, it'll have a kind of del- uh, deleterious effect for the cause that she's uh, uh, espousing. Because I think if anything, it will help lend to country music being more of a right-leaning format in regard. Damn, I didn't even read this article, and I said this. I said man, I'm good. I'm
1: good. Nostradamus over there.
0: Fucking Nostra motherfucking Damus over. Here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do like Johnny Cash. This Justin. Uh, bitch. Goodbye. What is the CMT Music Awards message to this cunt? <laughs> Johnny Carson, there, folks. That was before Jay Leno. For those that don't know, he was already he was already on his way out when I was young. It was for me. It was Jay Leno. Jay Leno was not funny. I, I don't think man. any of them are. Yeah, me neither. No, that, I don't get that late night comedy talk shows. Conan O'Brien, I think. Conan O'Brien was funny in his own weird way. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Like he was more kind of like back and forth repartee with the with the guests, but yeah. when he was standing up there telling jokes, it's like meh. They were all like that. Letterman, Leno, and I'm sorry, Jimmy Fallon is like just the most worthless fucking person. i like he's that guy awful. is such a spineless little bitch. He just seems he just seems like he would never tell his girlfriend no, or his wife, whoever. I don't, maybe he's gay. I don't know. He is not funny. Even on SNL, he was not funny. He's got like the cold, soulless, dead eyes inside. It's like. You're really the antichrist, aren't you? Like you, you are. You you convince a lot of people that you're actually alive and funny, but you are not. How do people fall for this? I don't know. Um, actually, no, no. I I know. I can't think of one. I remember I watched some of Craig Ferguson's. He's not really funny. He's he's listening to the Scottish accent. is pretty cool. I mean, I'll give him that. But outside of that, I can't think of one late night stand up comedy show host. That was actually authentically funny in their own way. And I'm wondering if that's because your most successful stand-up com- uh, comedians has to be kind of raunchy. Cause you feel like Jay Leno and stuff. They probably never sold like a dirty joke. I mean, they did, I know they probably did, but not to the point where like you see so many mainstream comedians now that is like, you know, trying to be like Amy Schumer's like, Oh, my pussy is so sneaky It's so funny. Look at me. I can talk like a man. I got titties and pussy. You're not funny. Sorry. Women just by and large are not funny. You're not I'm trying to be like men, but still, But still, I digress. Women can be funny. I know you're waiting for me to finish that. (laughs) I just, I never got the appeal of it. But, you know, teach their own, I did did love the comfort and the familiarity of knowing Jay Leno's up next and after him was David Letterman. I did like that. I'm not saying I hated the shows. The shows were good. Um, But, yeah, it was just kind of like looking back, it's like, it's not funny. This isn't... I figured, like, if you want a late-night talk show, i kind of like to get some ha-has, but it's not. So, but, I don't know. Um, Arsenio Hall? Mm. What? I don't think so. That dude was, like, the furthest thing from funny.
1: Yeah. That wasn't funny at all. That Sorry. was, like, when Sorry, Black L.C.
0: BET first hit the scene, and they didn't even know it yet, and it just wasn't funny. No, he was writing Eddie Murphy's coattails into yeah. late-night talk show. Yeah. I, I... Our, Arsenio Hall was known for what?
1: Doing the woof, woof, yeah. woof, But but what else? What 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 was he known for? He was in all of Eddie Murphy's movies. Is that it? Coming to America. That's right. Uh, yeah. What yeah. else Did he do the other Eddie Murphy movies? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Conan O'Brien. I remember that. Yeah.
0: Um. Hey, I love seeing this. This is great news here. Listen to this, folks. Pennsylvania high school students organized walkout and protest to trans bathroom rule comprised our rights. Hundreds of students from Pennsylvania's Pennsylvania's Perkman Valley School District walked out of class Friday after the local school board failed to enact a policy requiring transgender students to use the restroom corresponding with their biological sex. Kids were upset. Girls, we wanted to protect them. They were upset. They didn't want men in their bathroom. John Ott, who organized the walkout, told Fox News on Monday. His mother, Stephanie, accused the district of only protecting transgender students and not looking at the whole picture. The safety of females is so important. And these students that stood out, that walked out, they are to be uh, commended. They have courage and they exercise their First Amendment rights. This is about protecting our children and our privacy and our boys and girls. It's simple biology. Proposed policy 720 came after local father Tim Yeager posted on social media that his daughter was left too upset and emotionally disturbed to walk into school bathrooms after allegedly having an encounter with a transgender student in one of the facilities, according to WPVI TV in Philadelphia. I can't even imagine what it'd be like being back in high school when you already feel like, for me, isolated, you don't fit anywhere, and then you got to deal with these fucking fruitcakes. And how do I respond to that? It's like, man, you got the jocks, you got the nerds, you got the chess club, you got the fucking uh, theater geeks, um, and then you got the trannies. So you're just like, fuck. Yeah, I could deal, I, I deal with other people. I, I can, you know, to be cool with the chess club, you just give them some fucking attention, tell them they're cool people, and they'll be your friend because, you know, nobody likes them. But, I mean, the band camp people, they're in a league of their own. They'll fuck with them. And the jocks, they're over there sucking each over off behind the bleachers. Nobody knows about that because most of them are gay anyway. But then the trans people, it's like, fuck, man. How do I deal with this bullshit? What high school did you go to? Don't even ask. Don't even ask. Nah. I just feel bad for kids these days. They're subjected to so much. Like, really, they are subjected to so much. And they just they just want to have, you know... Fun? Yeah, like girls do. Didn't Socrates say that or something like that? I forget. But it's sad that... We can all like we're old enough that we can look back at our, our high school memories, our school memories, be they good, bad and different. It doesn't matter. Our memories for me, for the most part, were comprised of like good things. Not necessarily. I mean, there was bullying and stuff naturally in every kid's life. But when I look back, there were no politics being crammed down our throats. There was none of this trans gay agenda bullshit. Everybody just had fun. Everybody, nobody cared. We even had gay kids, but nobody fucking cared. I mean, they got made fun of. I mean, yeah, you're fucking gay. Of course, you get made fun of. little fruitcake. But still, you lived. You made it. Come on. Made you better for it. Now you can suck dick like a champ, kiddo, right? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know. But um, now, I can't even imagine what kids at are school are having to go through. All this shit has been, like, interjected left and right. And it's like, you can't even have discussions, fun discussions anymore. Yeah imagine having this to deal with this at school on top of the pressures of like trying to number one, going through puberty, trying to fit in, figure out who the hell it is that you are. And good luck on that one. Trying to discover yourself, find friends, make friends, keep friends. Then this shit. And no wonder suicides are through the fucking roof. Your kids, they shouldn't be subjected to this garbage. Politics should stay at home. Religion should stay at home. Keep schools, and this is why, and this is why I hope people understand my, my stance on. this is why I truly feel. keep religion and politics out of school. These kids have enough pressure. Go to school to learn how to be good contributing members of society. to learn the basic skills required, the basic necessities. I think that is common sense. I don't want to have politics jammed jam down their throat because then you got to freaking spread that shit apart and start teaching them something different. It's like, look, this is what your teacher's saying. This is like, no. How about you just teach them just facts?
1: What about students talking with other students about politics?
0: I would say no. I would say nope. I'm fine with that. After school. That's an after school thing.
1: What I wouldn't want, what I don't want mm-hmm. are teachers, you know, talking about their politics. Exactly. And that kind of stuff. Exactly, yeah. Because I never knew anybody's politics. None of my teachers yeah. growing up. I mean, you could probably guess... Who they were, who were yeah. liberals or whatever. But still, I mean, they never <laughs> yeah. talked about it. Yeah, I agree. I but agree. I'm fine if if students want to discuss among themselves politics and yeah. that kind of stuff. I would say I think that's fine. Well, I could I would say like
0: that's like an after school. Or wait till lunch. Lunch bell. Go talk about whatever. Yeah, well, I,
1: obviously. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean,
0: think yeah. that's you know I remember stuff like that when I was in school. It was kind of like they always say like you handle that during lunch or after school. This is class time. And so I think that's a good uh, good method method. Oh man. Okay, y'all are really gonna hate me. <laughs> y'all are really gonna hate me on this one. Um, okay, let's. This is not me. This is not John Burke saying this. Man, I don't fucking care if you like me or not. Let's just read it. Oh, I Allegations. <laughs> I hate you already. Allegations against Tim Ballard. Inspiration behind "Sound of Freedom" explained. Rebuke by LDS Church. Now, I told you right off the bat. I got a weird vibe from this guy. Something doesn't feel right. When I looked over the 990s, when I looked over a lot of the stuff, and many of you fought me on this. Many of you in my comments were like, ah, you just come up with some reason. Are you trying to justify why it's okay when you're starting a nonprofit to save kids and you're you're a millionaire? That, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I disagree with that as far as being a millionaire made by donor money. I disagree with that. If you if you don't if you don't have a problem with that but then you got a problem with these wealth ministers that are making millions to admit to administer the, the word of god and they're millionaires and that you have a problem with but nonprofits you don't I think there's like a lot of little hypocrisy in there quite honestly. But I said something's not right. Tim Ballard has been on the board of a lot of a lot of nonprofits and he's bounced around a lot. He never sticks with them. Something's off about this. And in fact when Sound of Freedom came out the movie with Jim Caviezel he was already gone from Operation Underground Railroad. He stopped. He, they they parted ways. No press on that. Why was there no press on this?
1: Didn't want to damage the brand. Probably.
0: But it kind of pissed me off that the press didn't want to report on this and say, look, the news is the news. The truth is the truth. Now, the story I'm going to read to you, this is coming to us from msn.com, so you take it with a grain of salt. I am not saying that he's guilty. I am not saying that. But I do want to watch this stuff because I really feel like when you're in that position that you're raising so much money and you're spearheading an operation that honestly needs a lot of attention, then your your shit better be tight. Your shit better be clean. Because I don't want somebody up there like, you know, Lauren Boebert going out there and getting handsy with a fucking liberal that's owning a bar. Oh, by the way, they broke up, she said.
1: <laughs> right after Beetlejuice.
0: Right after Beetlejuice, apparently, yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah, she probably got a little uh, backlash there. I don't think she'll yeah. get reelected. No. She, she won her order. she
0: literally won her last election by 600 votes. She's done. There ain't no saving yeah, her. This didn't help her out at all. Not in the slightest. You literally slept with the enemy. You gave the enemy a hand job. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Being I'm a top of the asshole in the theater. <laughs> just saying. Um late uh late last week news outlets began reporting that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has issued a statement disting itself from Tim Ballard, the founder of the Operation Underground Railroad, which uses quasi-military sting operations to combat the sexual exploitation of children. The organization was celebrated in the recent movie Sound of Freedom. Apparently, Ballard himself found out that the rebuke via a media report rather than through the church. He says, I called my stake president and said, uh, do you know about this? No, no idea, he told a group of supporters in Boston over the weekend. I don't believe the church did this. I truly don't. But as the story unfolded, we got a glimpse of why the church may have wanted to dis- himself or itself from Ballard according to reports from vice.com now vice.com is a liberal news media organization keep that in mind keep all of this in mind so that's why I'm not saying he's guilty and I'm not saying he's innocent but I'm saying when these kind of reports come up yes just like the hit jobs of Russell Crowe or Russell Crowe Russell Brand excuse me you got to take it with a grain of salt innocent until proven guilty I am not saying he's guilty but I am saying I got a weird feeling about this guy, man. I'm telling you. I'm not saying he's guilty. I'm not but saying I'm he's guilty. He might be guilty. They, I just got a weird fucking feeling. I usually go by my gut on these things. But, um, but as the story unfolded, we got a glimpse of why the church may have wanted to distance itself from Ballard. According to reports from Vice.com, Ballard has been accused of sexual misconduct with at least seven different women. Sources familiar with the situation said that the self-styled anti-slavery activist, who appears to be preparing for a Senate run, invited women to act as his wife undercover overseas overseas missions ostensibly aimed at rescuing victims of sex trafficking. He would then allegedly coerce those women into sharing a bed or, or showering together, claiming that it was necessary to fool traffickers. Ballard is said to have sent at least one woman a photo of himself in his underwear, festooning with fake tattoos and to, to have asked another how far she was willing to go in the words of a source to save children. These sources requested an animi- anonymity f- Anonymity because they fear retaliation. Vice said attempts to contact Ballard's or current organization were unsuccessful, but Operation Underground Railroad told the magazine he had exited the organization in June and that R is dedicated to combating sexual abuse and does not tolerate sexual harassment or discrimination by anyone in its organization. Before the news broke, the church in its statement already seemed eager to downplay any relationship between Tim Ballard and Emma Russell Ballard, the acting president of Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. They are not related. But the church acknowledged that both Ballards have been friends in the past, drawn by a mutual interest in caring for children, but said the friendship is very much over. The church's statement cited the unauthorized use of President Ballard's name for Tim Ballard's personal advantage and also said that Tim Ballard has engaged in behavior that was regarded as morally unacceptable, though it didn't specify what that behavior was. The Vice article explained perhaps Ballard's speech to an audience on American Covenant tour in Boston this week in which, while claiming he had never traded on Elder Ballard's name, he proceeded to trade on Elder Ballard's name. He began his remarks by saying that Elder Ballard has been like a grandfather to him. Over the course of his comments, he also managed to slip in the facts that Elder Ballard had been blessed and set apart his son for an LDS mission, and that Elder Ballard was en- or, excuse me, had enthusiastically attended the very same heritage tour they were all currently taking. Um, he continues to use Ballard's name. This was in the statement section of the talk where he said, I have never used Elder Ballard's name ever. I have never traded on his name uh, or asked anything, blah, blah, blah. Um, Vice magazine has promoted the concept. Uh, he said uh, that pedophiles should be called minor attractive persons to normalize it. Vice magazine has done more hit pieces on the church than maybe any other. I can't imagine that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints would make a statement to a tabloid. I can't imagine, but I can't confirm it. Uh, when in doubt, call your accusers pedophile. Okay, this is just them. This is again. This is why it's from Vice.com or msm.com. They're going to get into the weeds with Tim Ballard on this one. And say, you know, we're a hack. you're not a hack. You're a hack. We're not racist. You're a racist. That's when you kind of really undermine your... Because again, this is something that's not like... Almost comes like an op-ed, but still um the update from September 19th is the story went to press tim Ballard issued a statement in which he emphasized his commitment to the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints and reiterated his suspicions that last week's statement from the church was merely a media hoax since the church had not publicly verified its authenticity he also depicted himself as the victim of character assassination before his work rescuing children even pedophiles are stopping nothing they have allies in the government the media blah, blah, blah. i mean he's not wrong on that no he's not wrong on that whatsoever but it's also something that anybody could say and use as a cover when you are guilty I'm playing both sides on this one, folks. I don't know, because apparently, um, yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't know. You, yeah, I'm, I'm taking it with a grain of salt, but it's also I just don't trust them. I just when you're bouncing from nonprofit to nonprofit and it's not that you're on the board of several different ones, you're literally leaving one to go to another, to go to another, to go to, you just, you, it's like job hopping. Yeah. It's kind of like, why are you bouncing from these nonprofits? And then when operation on railroad says you're no longer with us and we don't condone this type of behavior yet, you don't you know, specify what he did. Then you're leaving a lot to the imagination. It just feels like something's up here. It feels like maybe he spearheaded such a large scale operation here or movement. That you can't let the figurehead of it fall because if you do, the whole thing comes crumbling down. I can understand the reasoning why, but dude, I just got this weird feeling, man. Got a weird feeling, man. I'm I don't know, man. I'm just saying. I just feel like when you're making half a million dollars, spear hair, like in a nonprofit rescuing kids, that's a lot of money, dude. That's a lot of money. It's and all your other money. all your other expenses are already covered in the business. So it's like, you're not paying for gas. You're not paying you, all your shit's covered. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong on this one. I really do. I hope this guy is squeaky clean. Why wouldn't I want that?
1: I don't think anybody is squeaky clean. I mean, these are all we're just squeaky clean as human beings, you know? Yeah, it's like, true. So but
0: still, I mean, just hopefully the we're a human does being doesn't words. justify yeah. like taking money from donors and making yourself a millionaire when you're supposed to be rescuing kids. So, yeah, but I could also I could also see people when they're in such a position to where it's like you have this fake wife, you get this power trip of I'm going to see yeah. what I can manipulate her into doing. All right, I could easily money has this weird way of doing that to people or yeah. like hero complexes have a weird way of doing that to people. I've seen it firsthand. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. It's, it's fucking crazy. It's
1: crazy. It's not crazy. I mean, because. I think the the overall message was is important. Yeah, you know, kids are being kidnapped, millions mm-hmm. of kids being kidnapped, mm-hmm. and they, they're, they're trying yeah. to go out and rescue as many as they can. Yeah, uh, I think that is a very important message to get out there. I agree. And it sucks that you know it gets you know bogged un- down by this this type of stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, bro, <laughs> how good is America doing right now? Whew owner of a Bronx daycare where a one-year-old died of opioid overdose, wasted oh precious God. minutes, calling the alleged drug accomplices before 9-11, sources say. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus, come quick. We need it. The owner of a Bronx daycare where a, I can't even, dude, I have to laugh, quite honestly, because I can't even believe an article like this. I cannot believe there is human trash that would allow something like this to happen. It's beyond me beyond me that we even have to read disgusting stories. Cause what can you do? All you can do is shake your head. God, you fucking a motherfuckers deserve to be executed. That's what we need. Bring back the fucking public executions. That's the state. I can't do that. I can't say that. That's supporting the state and capital punishment. But I mean, come on libertarians. Do we really have an issue with putting a bullet in a pedophile's head? Do we really, maybe that's where we went wrong. Maybe that's where libertarianism went wrong. I get the whole concept of freedom, but every now and then it's good to pop a cap on a fucking, you know, kitty diddler. Why not scare them? Make them afraid. That's the problem. Nobody's afraid anymore. Yeah. Nobody's afraid of shit. My God, Josh was watching a video right before the show in Philadelphia. This black dude walks up to him and five rounds right in the head. Boom. Right Pops in the her. face. Right in
1: the face. She was just looking at her phone. Mm-hmm. This guy walks right up to her. Pops her unloads his clip right in her face.
0: Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Do you still want to defund the police? They're not afraid. Criminals are no longer afraid. You know, remember when the element was kind of like afraid of like what the cops would do to them because of, you know, whatever reasoning? It's like, well, it kind of worked. Crime was down. Weird how that works. Uh, the owner of a Bronx City daycare, when a, where a one-year-old boy died after inhaling fentanyl, called two alleged accomplices in the covert drug operation, including her husband, and a third person before finally dialing 911 for help, law enforcement sources told The Post. The husband of Gray Mendez de Ventura, the 36-year-old proprietor of Davino Nino Daycare, uh, was also spotted on surveillance footage, suspiciously carrying out a large bag before first responders arrived, police sources said. De Ventura wasted precious minutes taking the trio of phone calls after little Nicholas Feliz Dominici, Dominici and three other children were exposed to fentanyl on Friday, one police source said. How callous could she be, asked the incredulous, incredulous law enforcement source. The Ventura phoned her husband, who's on the lam and is considered the main player in the drug mail. her already arrested cousin-in-law, Castillo Acevedo, blah, 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 and a friend before seeking medical help around 3.30 p.m. She wasted precious minutes worrying about herself and the drug dealers when she should have been most concerned about saving the innocent baby's lives, a police source said. When Nicholas was finally rushed to the hospital, he was pronounced dead terrible the three other kids a pair of two-year-old boys and one of their eight-month-old sisters were also hospitalized with one of the boys in critical condition according to police before emergency responders arrived ventura's husband was seen on surveillance footage showing up to the daycare entering through the back door staying a few minutes then leaving with a bag large enough to hold several kilos of the illicit drugs according to sources Ventura and her husband spoke numerous times on the phone after he left, police sources said. She and Brito, 41, have been arrested and charged with the murder, manslaughter, assault, drug possession, and child endangerment. After raiding the daycare Friday, cops discovered a kilogram of fentanyl in an area that was used to, go, to give the children naps, NYPD Chief of Detectives Joe Kenny said Monday. They also found three kilograms pressed devices which are used to package large amounts of drugs. The kiddies apparently inhaled the drugs after it was cut in the daycare center and released into the air, sources said. Good grief. Do you know know why that daycare provider did that? Because she wasn't scared. Think about it, folks. There was no fear in her. There was no fear of retribution from the family because she could sue. There is no fear of law enforcement. There is no fear of prison time. There is no fear anymore. So why should these criminals be afraid to conduct their legal activities around your children, dude? I'm at a loss on this one. Uh, just wow, wow. The levels of just, uh, man, I, I don't, I don't get these people. I just don't get these people. That's t- it's awful, horrible. Horrible. For what? You killed a kid, a baby, and you jeopardized the lives of three other ones. For what? To make an extra 50 bucks? Maybe 100, maybe 1,000? I hope it was worth it. Maybe you can take that money and put it on your PX card so you can buy cigarettes in prison. Pieces of shit. I just, oh my God. I can't even, I can't even imagine being the parents of that child and having to get that phone call. Can you imagine? No. Bro. I'd murder her. Yeah. I'd kill her. I'd put a bullet in her head. It's like, you're done. I will find you. Even if they wait 30 years for you to get out, you're dead. My God. Well, some good news. Ray Epps charged in connection to January 6th attack. This is a, this is a nothing burger. This guy's a fed. This guy is a fed. This is a dog and pony show trial. Then you said he already copped a plea agreement. He's going to basically said it would just
1: reach a plea agreement. This
0: guy's going to go away and be forgotten. I think it's because Ray Epps was kind of like people were saying, you know, why isn't Ray Epps? I've said it too. Why isn't Ray? You have a January 6th commission. You waste millions of taxpayer dollar on that. But the main dude you got on camera. Owen Schroyer got on camera. The (laughs) the Infowars kid. Yeah. You got this motherfucker on camera saying, we're going into the Capitol. We're blah blah blah," riling people up. And just now, you go after him. Two, three, almost three years later, you go after him. He's got text messages. Uh Uh-huh. This, this right here is the federal, this is, okay. So first of all, this guy's a Fed. I'm willing to bet money on this. He is a fucking Fed. Now the fact they're charging him it's basically behind closed doors, like, like the FBI is going to hit behind closed doors, going like, look, look, Ray, here's the deal, man. You're a great agent. You've worked wonderful for us. Maybe the CIA, I don't know. They're like, hey, here's the deal. Um, the public knows who you are now. They know your name. Everything got out. We got to have some kind of show trial. You got to have to, you got sure. to buy one for the team here. We'll pay you good. You can you can go retire. You'll disappear after this. Nobody's going to know where you went, but we got to make it look like you get in charge with something, buddy. We got we to gotta do something. We got we to gotta appease the Republican crowd. But for me, it's like too little too late. Why now? You went after a thousand motherfuckers for January 6th. Some people, like you said, that didn't even step foot on the property. But this dude, just now, like, stop. Just stop. Ray Epps, a man at the center of the far-right conspiracy theories accusing him of working with the federal authorities to instigate the January 6th attack, has been charged in connection with the riots at the U.S. Capitol. Mr. Epps has been charged with one misdemeanor count of disorderly or disruptive conduct on restricted grounds. That's a slap on the wrist, A charge facing dozens of people accusing him of joining the mob in the halls of Congress and around the Capitol on January 6th. A filing from the federal prosecutors on September 19th is by information suggesting that Mr. Epps will enter a plea deal. Mr. Epps has separately sued Fox News and former network host Tucker Carlson for defamation after repeatedly amplifying a suggestion that Mr. Epps worked for the federal government. In the interviews with the now dissolved House Select Committee investigation, the events surrounding the attack and efforts among Donald Trump supporters to overturn 2020 presidential election results, Mr. Epps said that the conspiracy theories have upended his life. He said, I never intended to break the law, he told the committee. It is not in my DNA. I'm sure you've looked up my record. I don't break the law. On his now former Tucker Carlson Tonight program on Fox, Carlson claimed there is no rational explanation why this mysterious figure who helped state manage the insurrection has not yet been charged among more than two dozen statements collected in lawsuits, which notes that the claims were not isolated to Carlson's primetime program. Fox repeatedly published defa- uh, defamatory falsehoods about Epps, including by broadcasting and rebroadcasting defamatory statements by Tucker Carlson, who devoted over two dozen segments on Epps and by publishing and republishing those falsehoods. Um Mr. Epps, a Republican voter who supported Mr. Trump, did not go inside the Capitol and did not previously face arrest or charges until now, fueling ongoing conspiracy theories that the now 66 year old was working with law enforcement to entrap Trump supporters, part of a long running belief among Republicans that federal authorities are using in lever- the levers of power to discriminate against them. Is that so far fetched? It's, it's by your inaction that we formulate these quote unquote conspiracy theories. Why else? Why else would we say, hey, Ray Epps is probably a plant. You've got this guy on video saying we're going into the Capitol, encouraging the riots. And then during the January 6th probe with Liz Cheney, you got her head so far up a fucking um, whats his nuts his ass ex-Republican-turned-fucking-Democrat-kitzinger, democrat uh, kidsinger. they are over there getting each other off on this January 6th freaking panel, but Ray Epps just walked around scot-free. Why? So, naturally, I don't think it's far right to basically make the assumption that this guy's a fucking plant. Yep. And this comes on the heels of FBI agents like Peter Stroh and Lisa Page, who says, you know, Trump won't be president. FBI agents that were clearly working for a political bias or political reasoning. Is it so far-fetched to think that you wouldn't have plants in the audience My God, it was proved that the Obama administration spied on Trump. That was the FBI. Is it really so far-fetched that we would think Ray Epps is a plant? Not to me. I think it's, you know, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any stretch of the imagination. But even I'm like, yeah, it fucking makes sense to me. Makes fucking sense to me. That's just crazy to me. Last, most certainly not least, London over there just really whoo, cracking down on crime. What do I mean by that? Well, over a 1,000 London police officers are currently suspended amid claims of racism, misogyny, and homophobia. That's oh, about time. Oh, I might. Are you a puffer? <laughs> London's police force said that over 1,000 officers are currently suspended or on restricted duties as the department steps up effort to root out bad cops following a scathing report that found it was institutionally racist, homophobic, and misogynistic. And these accusations levied at them primarily came from the very same people they probably arrested. Deputy Assistant Commissioner Stuart Cundy said that it will take years for the metropolitan police service to get rid of officers who have breached standards or weren't properly vetted before they were hired and with about 60 officers facing disciplinary hearings each month this is going to de- oh bro i can already tell you right now your numbers are going to plummet and just like we saw with Dallas here there bro your numbers are going to plummet they don't want to come work for you why would they want to do that hell no hell no Absolutely not. Well, Bob, I, we just can't seem to retain any officers. Like, you know, recruitment numbers are weighed out. Why do you think that is? Um, maybe because she accused them everything under the sun, and I'm guaranteeing the majority of them are white. It's always the white guy's fault. You damn crackers. What's wrong with you? Always. Always. It's always the white man's fault. We just can't get anything right. I don't know. But, yeah. Good job. This is what really, this this is paramount. You got knife attacks through the fucking roof. Oi, don't let them have guns there now, right? What's that? Is that knife? Is that acid? How many knife attacks, like knife knife stabbings you guys have? Like, it's crazy. I'm not trying to talk shit on the English. I do love England. I do love our allies. Good, Good people. Good people. It's the liberals from either country I just can't stand. Fuck them all. Fuck all liberals. But I don't know. Well, folks, that does it for today. That's today's episode. We got Spike Cohen coming on the show tomorrow. I'm really excited for this. I'm I'm, I'm so excited. I want you guys to listen to this guy talk. He's a very very intelligent man. Hey, look. Um, you want to help us out? You want to support the show? You like what you're hearing? Uh, we had one person subscribe yesterday on Patreon. Come support the show on Patreon. There's the link right there. If you, you know, I, I, it's hard to subscribe on kick. It's hard to subscribe on rumble. We're just going to push everybody to Patreon if we can. If you want to come over and support the show there, uh, you can donate $1 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month. It's really up to you. Um, I need to get in there and do some work on like maybe the package is like tearing it to where like maybe if you subscribe, you get a free, some, I don't know. But, um, dick pick. yeah, free dick pic. Josh provided. It. be very disappointing, but hey, you still get it. It has a little beard on it too. It's cute. I've seen it. If you go over to patreon.com slash all American Savage show. You can go subscribe. A dollar, five dollars, anything helps, folks. We appreciate the love and support you guys show us. And if you could also go leave us a review. Go leave us a good review over on iTunes. That helps us out as well. So until tomorrow. You gotta have my man. You guys have a great night. And as always, you stay savage, America.